Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Good day. This is Lynn Tender. You are listening to the Christian Authors On Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Friday. Happy Fifth Friday, as a matter of fact. And I have an amazing co-host. It is none other than Pastor Steve L. Turner. Pastor Steve, how are you, sir? I am wonderful and uh, happy to be here. God bless you. I know that's right, and I hear tell congratulations are in order to you and your lovely lady, first lady. Um, it's your anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to me and to us. Uh, thank God she put up with me for 16 years. <laughs> Well, praise the Lord. I'm so excited, and I hope you all have many, many more years to together. And, you know, that's just a blessing in this day and age. It's, it's just a blessing. So thank you, sir, and thank you for taking time to be with us this Friday. We have a wonderful, wonderful um, author that we're scheduled to interview, and I want us to get started. But before I do, Pastor Steve, i got to do some announcements. So you, okay. sir, well, you, sir, were one of the men of Christian Authors on Tour, and we had a phenomenal gathering back in June. And I'm really excited because that um, that morning panel that you were on is going to air on August 9th as part of our National Book Lovers Day oh. Awesome Marathon. Yes! Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So okay. I want you and I want our listeners to make sure you go to our website, www.christianauthorsontour.com. Make sure you click the register so that you can sign up for August 9th. We are having a Christian Author Marathon. Why August 9th, Pastor Steve? Wow. Because August wow. 9th wow. is National it's National Book Lovers Day. <laughs> <laughs> Love the books. <laughs> oh my National God. <laughs> Book Lovers Day, yes. So on National Book Lovers Day, we are celebrating all things Christian books, all things Christian authors, and we want you all to join us. We will have 30-minute segments, 30-minute author talks and 30-minute Bible studies that you can be part of. And then we're also sharing um, about an hour's worth of panel um, discussions and um, conversations from our morning panel of the Men of Christian Authors on Tour Virtual Showcase. So August 9th is the day, Pastor Steve. August 9th. Make sure you put it on your calendar. I think you set me up here. I want air. It's okay. Good God Almighty. Well, we're really excited that you all are tuned in. 
I want to go ahead and introduce you to our uh, scheduled author for today. He is an action-adventure author. His name is Christopher Coates. He's a retired firefighter paramedic. Uh, He currently works full-time in information systems for a major company in West Michigan. In his off time, Chris enjoys traveling to unique places, spending time with family, and playing with his two dogs who keep his life fun. He also enjoys writing. Chris is the author of several action adventure novels, including The Ark, Resurrection Wager, Alternative Purpose, and his most recent book, Anvil, a parallel story to his first book, The Ark is a riveting story of survival and carriage in a post apocalyptic oh, Chris, can you say that word for me today? My tongue is stuck. A post apocalyptic apocalyptic. Thank you. Science fi setting. <laughs> oh my god. Chris, Chris resides in Kent City, Michigan with his wife of 29 years. What a blessing. They are the parents of a teenage son in college and an adult daughter who graduated college and lives out of town. Chris, without further ado, I just want to welcome you to the CAOT Blog Talk Radio Show. Welcome. Thank you. Exciting to be here today. Yes. So where should we start? You have these amazing books, and 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 I just want you to talk a little bit about what what inspired you to write action adventure adventure books, action adventure novels. What inspired you to, on this path as an author? Writing is something that I had always been interested in and thought I wanted to do. I had lots of ideas in my head about, you know, what I'd want to write about and stories, but never really did anything until I was um, probably about 40 years old. And I never really, I didn't write anything before that. And so the very first thing I ever wrote was a novel. Um, I started the arc and I had no idea where it was going to go. And it was, I fell in love with the process of writing. I'm not one of those people that plans and, you know, diagrams out what everything's going to look out like. I think, okay, this chapter is going to be about topic, whatever. And I just sit down and start writing it. And I'm amazed what that chapter looks like when it's done, because usually it's not what I was expecting. And so watching the story come to life and change in front of me as it developed was just exciting. And I kind of fell in love with the whole process. And I wrote the arc and was excited by it and decided I was going to try to get it published. And while I was doing that, I decided I wanted to try my hand at Christian fiction. And so I started the Resurrection Wager. And after months of nobody even willing to look at the arc, I really kind of just lost, you know, lost kind of hope in it. Kind of got down about the whole idea and stopped writing. You know, I was in a spot where I was like, if, I could just get a couple, you know, publishers, whatever, to look at this thing. If they came back and told me it was junk, I'd be fine with that. I'd say, okay, I shouldn't be writing, but I couldn't even get that to happen. And so I put them aside and lost interest in them for almost 10 years. And one of my pastors and I were having a conversation, and he suggested self, um, you know, publishing, which I didn't really want to do. It didn't seem 
to me, someone who wasn't involved and in didn't know anything about it, it didn't seem like you know the direction I wanted. I wanted a formal route. And but at the same time, I was getting nowhere and hadn't done anything in a long time. So I looked into it and was amazed at how easy it was and how quickly I could get, you know, the completed work, the ARC, you know, online and available for people to download. And it was about that time that I kind of, after I had published it and then promoted it and said, hey, everybody, it's out there, take a look. I went back and I read through it again. I hadn't looked at it in a long time. And, you know, we were, and I, there was a section in the book where it was talking about the recent recent future as being or the near future as being the year 2010 and we were well past that at this point because it sat for so long and I realized that that didn't make any sense so I had to take it down and completely redo it and make sure that it made a lot of sense and was clean and appropriate for the time and then I got it out there and started getting interest and which generated my desire to go ahead and finish the resurrection wager which I also self-published and it was about that time I was able to get connected with an actual publisher where I've been ever since. Can we ask you a question? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, tell us uh, about the Resurrection Wager and um, I guess three points that make it uh, relevant. The Resurrection Wager is you know, it's a story about two men, scientists, who were working on the concept of time travel. One's a believer and one's not. And, but there's, with, they still have this difference. They're still great friends and they work well together. And they've pretty much figured out how to do time travel. But they figure they have to have a, a way to demonstrate this, to show what they know, what they have determined, you know, to, you know, to showcase this. And so they make a wager. They're going to go back to biblical time and they are going to determine whether the resurrection actually occurred and they each have you know you know this is you know one of them says you know i'll start going to church and i'll actually believe this if i see the resurrection and the other guy said that he would if they prove that the resurrection didn't happen that he would put his efforts into making sure that you know people weren't spending a lot of you know time and resources following up on a religion which obviously wasn't true because they'd gone and disproved it. And so that was the wager between the two men. And without reading the book, I think we all know what they're going to see when they go back. But there's a lot of things that they experience along the way. Um, a lot of things that the concept of time travel introduces, how a very small, seemingly insignificant thing can have a huge impact you know, in the future. And you know, that's the whole premise of the resurrection wager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see you were a firef- firefighter and a paramedic. Is that right? Yep, that's what I was. That was my first career. All right. Well, I salute you, sir, because uh, I was a police officer for about five years, and um, so we had to work, in, you know, close together. And um, oh, I handled a I handled a small fire in an open open. Uh, so open, uh, open doorway or whatever it was, and uh, the smoke <laughs> nearly killed me. And I was thinking, like, how these guys actually run into burning buildings? This is incredible. So I take my hat off to you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I did that. It was my first thing right out of college, and I worked as a paramedic in the city of Grand Rapids full-time for 10 years, and then another 20 yeah. years kind of part-time fire with my local community, which 
kept me busy until my back just couldn't do any more of it. You know, from that type of work, I was yeah. pretty much done. So, but it was it was it was a great thing to do. A lot of good memories and met a lot of good people. Certainly met a lot of good police officers that I worked with over the years. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yes, yeah, your turn. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I I love I love the plot of the resurrection wager. And um it's it's just interesting, you know, the creativity is just really interesting. I'm wondering what has been the reader response to it? Anybody who wants to can go to Amazon and look at the reviews that are out there. And I, of course, do occasionally, and I'm very, very pleased with what I see. I'm very surprised at how um, how positive they are. I, I don't know at what point in my writing career, since it's something I do a little bit more than a hobby, um, I'll really start to feel like a real author. But when I go back there and I see those reviews, it's very encouraging, and it's like, wow, people people really do enjoy this. And so definitely helps me stay motivated to continue writing. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> uh, is there another book you're working on now? Can we get an, an exclusive? Uh, I'm kind of between stories right now. I'm trying to figure out you know, which way I'm going to go next. My The one I just finished, The Anvil, is a, a spinoff of the art that I never intended to write, but reader, reader response and reviews were asking for it. And so... I'm quite pleased with how it came out, and it's just come out. I just got my own first copy a week ago, and so that's kind of exciting. I want to do more with the time travel idea. Uh, I really enjoy it and find it a lot of fun. At the same time, I'm also considering possibly doing a third and final book in the series with the Ark and the Anvil. And so I'm not sure which, which way I'm going to go. I can't really... I can't do both at the same time, but both are kind of intriguing. Uh, prayer will give you the answer, sir. <laughs> well, it's just certainly led me this far. I have no doubt yes, sir. That, that God's hand has been on my writing career. Yeah, may I make a suggestion? Absolutely. Uh, you ever thought about doing a doing a story on old old fat musicians? <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Like me. Like me. Is there a way to tie is there a way to tie that into time travel, I wonder? <laughs> Some people say I'm out of date now. That's definitely something to consider. I love it. People around I love it. computer room. People in the community <laughs> in the church say, Well, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with you? He looks young but he's acting all old and everything. Moving slow, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> Chris, did you say that you didn't start writing until you were 40? Right around there, yeah. I never – I had thought about it, but, you know, I was busy with, you know, the kids were young, and I was busy mm-hmm. working and changing careers into IT. And my dad saw himself as a writer. He had written a couple of books back in the days when there weren't computers, and uh-huh. he did write advertising copy for a company in Boston for many years. And, you know, okay. he, you know, that was his thing. And so I don't know if that got handed down to me or not. I, it's unfortunate. I wish he could have, you know, 
been alive who have seen the first book or even more like yeah. the fourth one that I've done because I know that's something he had always wanted to do. But yeah, it wasn't until I was about 40 that I finally said, okay, I'm going to sit down and start doing this. And I don't think I ever really expected to complete a novel with it, but it just kept mm-hmm. going and I kept enjoying it. Yes, that's so great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe, uh, you know, that uh, you were trying out your father's DNA. Yes, yeah. I, I'd like to th- I like to think of it that way. Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, does your wife, did she support you in the idea when you first came up with it? Yeah, it was as a hobby. I think she found that interesting, and she likes my writing to a degree. She's not a sci-fi person, and most of my books have a sci-fi element, but she, you know, definitely um, you know, <clears throat> enjoys what I write and, and thinks it comes out pretty good. And so, yeah, we're definitely in this together. Okay. Are you so familiar she, uh... with the Are you familiar with the group Word Weavers? It's a Christian writing group. Uh, Word, Weavers, Word Weavers International. Uh, Chris, are you trying? Are you trying to embarrass me, sir? No. <laughs> I, I am not. No. I would love to get no. more information well, about them. <laughs> they're online and they've got chapters um, all, all over the world, and I'm attached to wow. a local group here, and it's Christian writers. And we get together on a regular basis, and we share what we're writing with and look at what each other's doing and critique each other, but all in a group of people who all are believers who are going to, even if it's not Christian stuff they're writing, you know, they come from that background, and so they treat each other in that type, with that type of respect. And a lot of the people yeah. write, are writing devotionals and mm-hmm. all kinds of different things. And so it's a wonderful oh. place for writers, you know, who are Christians who can um, – you know, share and be encouraged. Is that wordweavers.com? Uh, if you Google Word Weavers International, you'll see it. Oh, international. Okay. Are you inviting Thank us you so uh, much. both to that? Did you just invite both of us to that, sir? It would be word-weavers.com. Okay, word-weavers.com. Uh, I think we're being Thank invited, you so much uh, for sharing uh, that. Yes, yeah, I a, think that's a great resource for the listeners, too. Yep. Yes, yes. Chris, can you talk a little bit about your publishing process? So you mentioned that you self-published, and just for some of our listeners who may not really understand what that process is, can you share a little bit about, you know, the ups and downs um, of your journey as a self-published author? Absolutely. I, I first I first started down that road a little reluctantly, but wanting to get my book out there, and it wasn't a difficult process. Um, I went through KDP through Amazon, and they, they really had all the stuff in place. And I'm less than two weeks after I first opened their page, my book was available for download, mm. and it was it was it was fairly straightforward. And I enjoyed it um, a lot, and it worked. But I had to do everything as far as marketing. I had to do, you know, trying to all the promotional work and everything because all the stuff that you would count on a publisher to do, you have to do yourself. And people are doing more and more self-publishing all the time, and the tools that are available online are getting better all the time. 
So anybody yeah. who wants to get out there and get their work into people's hands, I would encourage them to try that route. I was fortunate enough to encounter a gentleman and we were talking and he told me about a publishing company he used. And he said he put a word in for me if I was going to submit something. So I added his name to it and I sent it in. And I ended up being, um, and my first two books uh, went over to them and they've had, all, now they have all four of my books. And I got in at a good time. I was very fortunate. They were a new company that was starting up and they did pretty much all online you know, sales. And so they weren't, <laughs> I like to say that, they weren't as selective as they might be now because they were new and starting up. And so they took somebody like me who was rather inexperienced and um, not a, you know, full-time at this on. And now they do, they've got books in all the bookstores, they're in all the major catalogs, and they have grown drastically. And they are, I'm still with them, and they still represent me. And when I contacted them about my last book, The Animal, they were all excited. And, you know, in six weeks, it was available. And, you know, going well through somebody now who represents it and promotes it. The Resurrection Wager and The Ark, the first two are available on Audible. So you know, that's all things that they were able to do for me. You know, mm-hmm. making audiobooks. My first three books are all available now in Spanish as well. And so those are things Whoa. that as a self-published person, I would not be able to do. Or at least not have the, no, I would not, I don't know how I would have done something like that. And so having somebody behind you taking care of it, you know, definitely made things easier. But for someone starting out, the self-publishing route is is a good thing. I wish I had known about it sooner so my stuff wouldn't have sat, you know, getting dusty and untouched for so long. That's a true story. I like it. Uh, it says that writing a book um, is easy, <laughs> but trying to get it published and distributed and do self-publishing is the hardest work. Yeah, all the, all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Because every time you have to do any of that type of work, that's time away from writing. You know, because if you've got a family and you've got a full-time job, those things come first. And so the writing is your hobby. You only get so much time. And if you've got to now split that between marketing and promoting and so forth, then there's not much time left to write. This is true. Unless your name is Dr. Lynn Pender. And they come knocking at your door. Okay. <laughs> so, Chris, yeah. I want you to give your contact information to our listeners. I'm sure someone is just as interested as I am in, in, in getting copies of the book, or if they want to invite you out for a talk, how can they get in contact with you? The easiest way is to access um, my website directly because – then you know everything's there: email, Twitter, Facebook, contacts. All of that is right there, as well as links to the books where you can purchase them on Amazon. And that's simply Christopher Coates, C-O-A-T-E-S. Weebly.com. And from there, there's a contact section for email. I've made a lot of contacts on Twitter as well. That works out very well. And so I'm always interested in hearing from people. And it's exciting to hear from people who have read my books and enjoyed them. 
And I also enjoy talking to people who want some advice on how to start off, you know, as a writer and to be encouraged. And so that, that's definitely the easiest way is to, to start there because everything is accessible from that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And we're, 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 we're getting close to uh, 2.30, but I want to make sure that we give you the last words. I want you to, you know, if you had to share a, a wisdom nugget uh, to aspiring writers or even to some of our seasoned authors who might be listening on the line, what, what wisdom nugget would you share, Chris? It's very, very simple, and it's um, one that I wish I had known sooner. And that is there are going to be challenges when writing. There are going to be frustrations. There are going to be times when things just don't seem to be going right. And it's real easy to say enough's enough and put it all aside. And the most important thing mm. is not to stop. Keep going. Keep writing. If you have challenges, if you have, you know, if you need to take a break, that's fine. But, um, you know, just just don't quit. Keep writing because, you know, it'll start coming together and, you'll be really glad for what you've accomplished. Yes. Yes. That is so on point. Don't you think Pastor Steve, that's, that's right on point, right? That is excellent and relevant. Um, did Did I do the right thing? So, Chris, we just want to thank you for um, being our guest author for today, and I'm sure our listening audience is going to really enjoy reading your books, and I'm particularly, you got me really interested now in the resurrection wager. First, I thought it was Anvil that I wanted to, you know, start off reading, but I think I'm going to go back to the resurrection (laughs) wager and make that my first book (laughs) to read. That, that's great. The, um, I think you'll enjoy it. It was a lot of fun to write, and I've had a lot of feedback on it. The other ones, the Ark and the Anvil, really should be read, the Ark first, then the Anvil, because they go one after the other. But I designed the Anvil so that it could be read as a standalone if somebody picked that one up first. But I, uh, you can't go wrong with the Resurrection Wager, based on the feedback that I've gotten. All right. All right. Well, thank you, sir. We really appreciate you. Um, you're in Michigan, right? Yes, north of Grand Rapids. Yes. All right, all right. Um, Pastor Steve and I, we're both in Baltimore, Maryland, and we're enjoying the well, – at least I am today. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice – it's such a gorgeous day. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It is just beautiful. And just praying that you all are just having some good weather there as well. Well, my wife and I spent a long weekend in Baltimore about two weeks ago. It was our first time ever in the city. And it was oh, a city we were interested in, and we were just there, and we we just um, we had a good time. I'm so glad to hear that, and I'm sorry that we didn't connect while you were here, but I'm so excited to hear that. That is wonderful. And um, listen, our listening audience, we're excited that you tuned in. want to encourage you to follow up with Chris. Make sure you check out his website, check out his books, and also make sure you tune in to the Christian Authors on Tour 
um, author marathon that's coming up in honor of National Book Lovers Day, August 9th. Go to our website, www.ChristianAuthorsOnTour.com to register. And Pastor Steve, it's always a pleasure. Uh, Thank you, ma'am. Doctor? Bishop? And until next time, everybody, have a great day. All right.